we are a retailer. <laughs> so we we leave from selling. This is our business. Yeah. But if there is nobody to sell or mm-hmm. there is no there's no raw material to produce, mm-hmm. then our whole business model would be destroyed, right? Yeah. That's why that's why sustainability is so important for our businesses. So- Hello and welcome to SDG Stories. SDG Stories is a podcast where stakeholders in the Nordics and in the Philippines share their best practices on challenges to working with CSR, sustainability, and the sustainable development goals. Knowledge sharing is a powerful tool in the transition towards sustainability and towards a better world for everyone. SDG Stories is an in-depth talk with people who make a positive impact on how to go from idea to result so you can get inspired. Today I'm talking to Gia Platzer, Market Development Manager and Store Manager for IKEA Philippines. We talk about how he has been leading the process of starting the first IKEA store in the Philippines. We discuss how it is important to find companies and suppliers to align values with through their code of conduct, iWay. We also talk about IKEA's values and their long history with CSR and sustainability and how they are working with the SDGs, as well as circular business models using waste and recycled materials in production. We also dive into the topic of social entrepreneurs in the Philippines with the NGO Rags to Riches. First of all, thank you so much, Gero, for uh, being able to, uh, to be with me on this interview today. Um, can you start out by telling me a little bit about yourself? Sure, I can. Hi, good morning. Nice to meet you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my name is uh, Georg. Uh, indicates already that uh, I am a German-speaking person. I'm coming <laughs> from Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, 55 years old, married. I have two adult sons. They go back home in, in Europe. Um, I'm actually... Uh, here in Manila since 2016, mm-hmm. um, being the first co-worker for IKEA, representing the brand here in the country, starting up a small business and, uh, and doing many, many things which are necessary to start up a huge business like we will be here in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, why I'm here is like it's, it's basically connected to my background. I have started to work for IKEA when I was still quite young, mm-hmm. uh, at the age of 24 years. So that is uh, that was in 89, 1989. So I'm now almost 30, 31 years, almost 32 years with this company. <laughs> wow. Uh, have been work- uh, yeah, have been working in uh, seven countries so far, also in, in international projects where I have been traveling the whole world, mainly in retail, actually. This is where my passion sits. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, selling uh, our beautiful products and, and home furnishing as such is where I really get energy and uh, yeah and then uh, after I have actually started the brand in Europe in Croatia uh-huh. so I basically did the same in there opening the first store in a new country spent my time from, from 2010 to 2016 in Croatia uh, and then with this fresh experience, you know, we simply, we meet sometimes uh, when we have international meetings and we chat and we talk and then the organization in Southeast Asia 
they found it maybe worth to ask me if I would be ready to move from Europe to Southeast Asia mm -hmm. and uh, helping the company to get started here in the Philippines. Yeah, so mm -hmm. so this is how I came. Yeah. And now I'm here. Uh huh. So you you felt ready to uh, to take on the Philippines. Well, it's uh, you know it is it's very strongly connected to to our vision. Kia has a vision to create a better everyday life for the many people, mm -hmm. and then the Philippines, with 108 million uh, population right now and mm -hmm. super fast growing, uh, definitely has been missed on our map. So it was still a white spot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely worth it to discover and develop a business here. Um, mm -hmm. Has taken quite the time because the idea is on the table since many years. Mm -hmm. But yeah, now we are finally here. And you know, for me, um, it is a pleasure and an honor to do this job for this company. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the place where I can do it, it doesn't matter so much actually. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you you take the best out of any assignments and. Uh, you just do your job and uh, you know you represent the brand and brand values mm -hmm. and this works all over the world and uh, it works super well here as well so mm -hmm. I, i'm happy i'm not regretting anything i'm having really pleasant time and, and super exciting times with my with my team now growing we already 72 people now and soon mm -hmm. we will be 600 so you know, you, you contribute to something really big and you're part mm -hmm. of something big and this gives a lot of joy and uh, excitement and uh, it's fulfilling. And this is mm -hmm. this is all about like, you know, having a job you like to do and mm -hmm. you like to go to work every day yeah. and you accomplish things. And then in addition, you have a super strong, like I have a super strong backup, right, with the brand who mm -hmm. who is uh, in, in the world already uh, more than 70 uh 70 years 75 years even so yeah pleasant and a lot of fun yeah here. yeah i can imagine and also i i i would imagine that a lot of filipinos have been waiting for ikea to uh to open up in the philippines um oh yeah oh yeah so i was actually that that, that was one of a big surprise for me you know but like uh i have I have known about the existence of the Philippines before, right? So I knew there is an island somewhere in the Pacific <laughs> in Asia, which is called Philippines. But uh, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know much about uh, this part of the world. No. Uh, I had even uh, I had even Filipino co-workers in Vienna already. So when <laughs> these guys told me, you know, they are from the Philippines and so on. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it must be beautiful. And all the islands and the beaches. <laughs> it was more like about... Uh, an idea for spending vacation maybe one day mm -hmm. here right yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when i got the question if i should uh, if i should join then i oh, I, I you know i just digged a little bit deeper into the into the history mm -hmm. uh, of, of the philippines and then i realized you know uh well how big the potential here is so yeah uh, so that was, that was uh, yeah, no doubt that we should be here. And um, mm -hmm. then I came here and I was thinking, yeah, well, that's far away, right? The next IKEA store is basically Singapore or Hong Kong or Taipei mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like at least a three, three and a half, four hours flight. Mm 
so I thought, you know, brand um, awareness, uh, you know, it might be very, very low, right? So people mm -hmm. might not even know who we are and yeah. starting from scratch, you know. Mm -hmm. But then I met people here, like from the very beginning, and they shared all the excitement. Like I was so overwhelmed, like, uh, <laughs> wow, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so really a big surprise how, how well IKEA is already known in this country. And then I mm -hmm. realized later on why is it uh, like this? Of course, why is that? Because of the OFW. Well, first it's the OFWs, right? Um, oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's so many millions of Filipinos working all over the world, and uh, we are actually in many places. And, you know, we are actually made for for the many people. So mm -hmm. regardless what these people work, um, we are affordable for them. So many people, uh, many Filipinos already have experience with uh, shopping in IKEA, or at mm -hmm. least visiting the restaurant, right? Yeah. They like it, they like our offer, they like the design, they yeah. like the ambience. Mm. Uh, and then they share with the relatives and friends back home, you know, and uh, when they heard, especially the OFWs, I can tell you in the beginning when we first popped up on social media, the first rumors came and the gossips, right? Yeah. That it was mainly the OFWs who just like, you know, clicked on a big heart and uh, shared the <laughs> excitement and telling their friends, you know, you finally, you get it, you will be so happy and lucky. And so they really helped us. It yeah. really helped us, you know, like uh, enormously, I have to say. And um, I also like, you know, working in seven countries for this brand, I also have to say I never have experienced such, such an honest excitement for this mm -hmm. brand to come uh, as here. It's, it's really, it's just fantastic. It's uh, anytime I meet people and I say, you know, what company I work for, these guys freak out <laughs> and, uh, and I always have to explain the whole story, you know, like, like we do now, right? Basically, yeah. uh, I'm, do, I'm doing many of these kind of, of interviews yeah. <laughs> on, a, on an individual on. level. No, but it's, uh, it's my pleasure, you know, it's my pleasure. So, um, no, it's really good and I'm super positive that this is going to be a success story. If we do our homework and we... Mm -hmm we you know we can execute our plans the way how we want because mm -hmm. of course many things are based on assumptions still you know no having no history uh, in a new country if you open a new store then there's many many things in the unknown so to speak yeah. Um, but yeah we have some histories in other countries uh, starting up a business and then we, we're gonna you know take our time after we open the doors to correct um, any kind of child diseases, but mm -hmm. uh, but I'm super confident that you know the Filipinos will be very happy with us the way how we meet them, the way how they can get inspired, and the the way how they walk through the store in the future and and, and enjoy their shopping and the fun day out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is what we're preparing for, and. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the other thing, like why, uh, mm -hmm. of course, you know, there's this, uh, there's these resellers. Uh, there is uh, quite a bunch of people here, in, in especially in Metro Manila, who, mm -hmm. who, already discovered years ago that there's a good money to make with IKEA. Apparently, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they are they are offering uh, IKEA products, right? Then they they would be even OFW. Some of them they work in the Middle East or Singapore, mm -hmm. Hong Kong. Taiwan, and uh -huh. then they have their social media uh, website or page, and then they they offer and people order 
from mm -hmm. them. So they would go to the IKEA stores in this region and then and, and shop on behalf of people here in the Philippines. Yeah. And then they would send it back home with these Palik Bayan boxes, right? And yeah. um, and that's that's also like the, the reason why there's so many households already having IKEA products because of yeah. these resellers, right? Yeah, and I think this is good products yeah. and it's good <laughs> Yeah, good products, good quality, although, of course, the prices are different. Yeah, I mean, they have to charge much higher prices because they have they have definitely higher costs as we will have, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but that, that helped us also to kind of create a start of a brand awareness. Yeah. So when we, we came, we asked uh, people on the streets, uh, like around, I think we asked 1,000 random, randomly on the streets. And... Mm -hmm. uh, it was around 13, 14% of the people who heard about IKEA and know IKEA. So mm -hmm. that's quite uh, that's quite a good start for considering that we have never been here, like yeah. in, uh, doing the retailing ourselves, right? So yeah, yeah. that's happy. That's cool. mm -hmm. uh, so where is the store going to be uh, located in the Philippines? Next to, next to the Mall of Asia, just next to the arena. The, um, I don't know if you know this area, mm -hmm. there has been this... Uh, ice rink and uh, open parking between arena and uh, and this convention center mm -hmm. and this is the place where it is now constructed so this is where mm -hmm. we'll be with our first store yeah yeah it's going to be exciting when it, when it's when it's going to open yes <laughs> <laughs> with no doubt yeah um, can you uh, tell me a little bit about how ikea works with uh, sustainability Sure. Well, it's a long story, you know. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you have had the chance to, to read IKEA's sustainability report. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are publishing this every year, right? Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's, quite, it's a book, I have to say. So that's why I'm <laughs> saying it's a long story because we are really doing many, many, many activities uh, in regards to the corporate social responsibility agenda we have, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, telling you where it comes from i mean it's it's again um connected to our vision which mm -hmm. is to create a better everyday life for the many people this vision has been defined by our owner yeah decades back right like more than 50 years ago and uh, in the beginning <clears throat> it was more about beautifying homes and offering solutions which are affordable and it was more about home furnishing and the mm -hmm. products and selling right mm -hmm. But then, uh, like somewhere in the 80s, we had to realize, you know, that um, uh, by growing our business, of course, we're also consuming, right? We're consuming yeah. resources. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, are, we, we are in need of manpower. We are in need of production capacities. So we had to go out to the world. Uh, everything which was produced in the beginning in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, and like many other companies, you know, we had to go to countries like India or we had to go to Asia, right? Mm -hmm. And that was in the 80s uh, a big challenge uh, for, for many companies, you know, because the, the labor uh, ethics um, have not been the same as it was in Europe, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there was many problems uh, mm -hmm. with our code of contact so to speak. So the way of working, the factories, how they looked like, you know, the way people were treated, yeah. child labor, yeah. many, many things in the whole production process, they were not aligned with our values at all. Yeah. Uh, so this, this, is, this was something we had to realize and we had our problems. We had even scandals connected to this mm -hmm. uh, in, the, in the late 80s. 
uh, and the company has just taken the learning and said like okay if we're gonna if we want to grow and we want to continue to be considered the number one and mm -hmm. we want to be considered as the number one home furnishing retailer and as a sustainable company yeah. being a good neighbor and being a good employer and being mm -hmm. a good business partner on all aspects considering considering the the impact on on the environment we have with our business right yeah. so this is where it started like uh, like in the 80s i would say um when we have had our first code of contact and we mm -hmm. have our first uh, we call it the highway which is mm -hmm. the IKEA way of purchasing uh -huh. um so what this, is this is a well it's a, it's it's basically a, a code of contact it's a contract with any supplier we are mm -hmm. going to deal with um mm -hmm. Which is quite a quite a document, uh, which has to be actually there is requirements um, connected to the environment, mm -hmm. uh, and there is also requirements connected to the people part. You know, mm -hmm. like simple things like you know people um, equipped with safety gears uh, protecting <laughs> them while they work in, in hazardous um, hazardous environment. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, when we come to Asia, sometimes you know how people work here, right? Like you, yeah. you go around here in the Philippines and you see people working on construction sites with flip flops, right? Yeah, and yeah. in shorts. Yeah, and in, that's for example, yeah. that's that's in, for us a no go, right? Uh, yeah, we, we would never, we would never accept that. So we, uh, our partner companies, they know exactly that the human rights and the safety and security of people. Yeah. Uh, and the well-being of uh, of people is on uh, very high on our agenda, right? Mm -hmm. People yeah. have to get paid in time. They have to have a good social security. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to have good breaks. Uh, we have we are not accepting uh, uh, like you know more than sixty working hours a week no. in Asia. In some countries, it's even less, right? Mm -hmm. uh, child labor is absolutely no go, of course, yeah. right? Uh, then you know the way how they impacting the environment. If it's a production company, how they how they deal with the with the with the kind of substances, you know, like chemicals and and anything. Uh, how is the wastewater system and all these things which having an impact on the environment, you know? Yeah. So this code of conduct and this highway document is not even a secret. It's um, you, you can you can Google for it. You can mm -hmm. find it. You can download mm -hmm. it. You can read it. Yeah. And uh, since we are now in the middle of um, basically tendering future mm -hmm. partners in the Philippines here, right? Mm -hmm. Because we need we need people. We we need companies who will help us to transport our goods to the customers' homes. Mm -hmm. We also need a company who transport the trucks from the port to the store. Mm -hmm. We need people who assemble. We need uh, security. We need cleaning. Mm -hmm. You know, these these partner companies they are currently walking. Uh, the the path together with us. Yeah. So the highway assessment is part of the tender process, and only company who companies who <clears throat> who are willing uh, to live up to this uh, to this code of conduct, they will be our partners. Mm. Um, and you know, by doing so, mm -hmm. I believe we also have an impact, uh, sort mm -hmm. of an impact on the industry, because you know people will learn, companies will learn. Mm -hmm. There's international players who really take this very serious. And this is not about, uh, uh, you know, like uh, greenwashing. It is a serious topic uh, mm -hmm. because, of course, first of all, we, are, we, are, we really feel responsible. Mm -hmm. And it says, you know, corporate social responsibility, right? But, yeah. you know, if you say I am responsible, that means something. 
And, you know, that means also that all 250,000 people who work for IKEA globally, mm-hmm. they understand what we are talking about and they, they act and behave accordingly, right? Uh, yeah. in, in whatever function. Yeah. And they representing something. Mm-hmm. And this is also important, you know, that we're creating this awareness to make our people feel also responsible, you know. And that starts with uh, with very little things, you know, like, like, you know, you are conscious about the resources you have. You know, you take care of the pen you get from the company. You take care of the co-worker uniform you get from the company. The way how you treat uh, things which do not belong to you but are borrowed to you, right? Uh, it's, it's kind of a, a very respectful way of, you know, growing into this company. And, and everything of this is connected to to be responsible, right? The way how we print in the in the office, uh, if it's color or black and white, if it's double-sided or not. Yeah. Anything what we do has an impact on our environment mm-hmm. uh, and on the, at the same time also on the costs, right? Uh, yeah. Asking me, you know, the reason why a company usually should be responsible is because it's a win-win, you know? If you, if you act responsibly and you act consciously, yeah. You save money, uh, you save costs, and you you help the environment in the same time. So it's a long-term uh, story. Of course, sometimes you need to do an investment in the mm-hmm. beginning mm-hmm. in order that you save long-term, right? That's mm-hmm. why it's an investment. And and then we do these investments, you know, in order to to protect the planet and to protect the people. You know, talking about energy consumption. Yeah. Most of the countries already in IKEA. They are uh, they are autark, so they are not actually they're producing more energy as they consume. Stores, yeah. warehouses, uh, factories. Uh, just one example. We are having only sustainable energy in most of our countries. Mm-hmm. We get our energy from solar power, mm-hmm. which is installed on the roof of the store, or we get it from wind or from water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so so sustainability is 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 part of our business in everything we do. Yeah. In everything we do, it's um, yeah, it is it is super exciting, and it's a uh, it, it's one field where we really can inspire people on a high level. We're mm-hmm. talking about the industry and the businesses, of course, and hoping that we will find um, followers and we will find uh, companies who think it's worth to to do the same thing, you know, in order to have a sustainable future and have a planet for the for the kids and the grandkids. Yeah. Uh, the same beauty planet as we have now. I mean, there's endless discussions about climate change, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so, and, but you know, you see now, young people started to go out on the streets last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before COVID came, of course, now it's not so easy anymore, but, uh, mm-hmm. but they went out because the young, the young guys, they are interested in having a, uh, uh, a nice future and they they sh- just don't understand why we old guys destroy the planet right yeah <laughs> so how, how how they deserve that how, how how should they take care of their own kids and mm-hmm. how how their grandchildren will have uh, you know to live here if there's no water anymore or there's no there's no rainforest anymore and the climate uh uh, change isn't going to be stopped and the uh, global warming is hitting. I mean, especially here in the Philippines, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, we feel it, right? You have the typhoons, you have the yeah. volcanoes, you have, you have a lot of natural disasters. The people That's are right. affected and suffer because of this. So this, this has to change. And then who actually should change if not we humans? 
Yeah. And then, and who, if not the big companies who have the right power, you yeah. know, to really drive change, should do it. So we are part of it, and that's also why we are we are leaning ourselves towards the towards the sustainability uh, um, development goals, right? Yeah. The, the United Nations SDGs. So all of our activities are aligned with these SDGs and we, we are doing activities in any of this uh, uh, any of these fields constantly over and over again and this is a never never ending story and that happens on a global base but that happens also on a regional base and happens on a country base and on each and every particular store unit base yeah so many many activities we we do on a small scale uh, but also many on, on a big scale. And we even do things in countries we are not yet even operating, like like mm -hmm. continents, like Africa, for example. Yeah. Uh, but as I'm saying, like, uh, you know, you you read the sustainability report, this is really something you can even share. There's no mm -hmm. problem. It's it's really, um, yeah, it's accessible and it is, a, it is produced in order to inspire, right? <laughs> yeah. So the more people read it, the more people share the stories, the better it is. Yeah. Um, can you uh, do so? You said that um, that, for example, the sustainability should be pushed by uh, by, for example, the firms, the big firms. Um, do you mm. think that it should be pushed by by firms mainly, or or also by the governments of, uh, for example, the Philippines? Should they also push for more stricter laws and all like? Well, laws. This is the thing with the laws, you know. Like, if you, this is exactly my 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 biggest question mark I have. That's a personal <laughs> opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know if people do not understand that they are responsible for the direct environment in anything they do, mm -hmm. no law will help. Oh yeah. So yeah. I think it it starts with education. I think mm -hmm. it starts in the schools. Mm -hmm. I think awareness for environment and the future of this planet should really be brought to the people in a very young age. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, like uh, I think, you know, uh, environmental issues uh, or sustainability should be a topic in, in schools, mm -hmm. like a red thread. I mean, we are learning so many things in school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is this opinion, many of these things you never need again in your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> such an important topic like sustainability. I don't know the school program here in the Philippines, to be honest with you, right? And it's just my, yeah. my my take on this point is it starts with the kids. If they if they aware and they kind of they they actually understand what it means, you know, to mm -hmm. open a pack of uh, snacks and you throw the plastic bag on the streets and yeah. where would it land? And uh, maybe a fish would eat it and die. Mm -hmm or all these uh, little plastic uh, parts, particles, we are taking now already with, uh, in us with the nutrition we take, right, from the mm -hmm. seas. Yeah. So if the kids start to understand their impact on nature and on the environment, mm -hmm. anything else after will just happen. This is my belief. Yeah. It really starts with our, with, with our successes, right, and our children. And then, of course, it's also the responsibility of the parents, you know, to to teach their kids, to show them as a good uh, good examples of how to live a sustainable life, you know, mm -hmm. on a very small scale. It doesn't have to be very big, you know, but yeah. it's just like you you respect your environment. You don't throw trash on the streets, right? Yeah. 
-hmm. for example. Uh, and then, you know, but, but here, you know, how, how the parents could teach their kids if, if they have never been teached themselves and they are not aware. It's yeah. not a lack of respect here. It's a lack of awareness. Mm -hmm. They are simply not, the awareness is very low, right? Yeah. And you know, you know, you know, the laws, you know, laws are always a door for corruption. This is what I believe, right? <laughs> That's you, true. You, you, you initiate a new law and then you have the law enforcers who have another possibility of income, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is what, what happens. This is a reality. Uh, mm -hmm. Nothing to, nobody to blame for, but that's how it is. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you, you really change if you do things differently. If you keep on doing things the same way as always, nothing will change. And uh, I think schools um, are definitely the first, the first thing I would, I would address. Mm -hmm. So it's the, it's the secretary of, of education, I would say, together mm -hmm. with the secretary of environment. Right? Yeah. These two guys together, if they would develop a long-term education plan, yeah. uh, you know, in, in regards to the sustainability mm -hmm. uh, agenda in the Philippines, yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah. Right? And, and then the companies, of course, you know, because they're already operating. So there is laws and standards mm -hmm. which need to be fulfilled. And, mm -hmm. you know, these companies who are not doing it, so they should be punished. Of course, yeah. Yeah. that's companies. Because there, there, there is clear, uh, there is a clear responsibility that everybody who is doing business should really be aware, you know, that this is actually us. Mm -hmm. We are responsible for, for our environment and for the future. Definitely. Um, yeah. You uh, earlier you said um, that you are now, uh, as you are starting to. Uh, to open the store, um, you are trying to find companies to align with um, such as uh, uh, security and suppliers and so on. Um, have you experienced any conflicts yet with um, getting them to comply with your code of conduct, um, Iway? No, no, mm -hmm. not yet. I mean, you know, we, we have started with the introduction phase, of course, mm -hmm. introducing to all these companies basically who we are. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond the the things they already know, right? Because mm -hmm. they know IKEA comes from Europe, uh, is a Western brand, and mm -hmm. some of them have an idea even what we are selling and the way how we sell it. But then you know, the 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 rest of the supply chain or the value chain, mm -hmm. they very often do not know. So we go in, we introduce ourselves, we explain them how we work. Uh, we're sharing with them our best practices. We give them good examples from the rest of the world. We also give them bad examples so they <laughs> yep. understand. Yeah, sure. We, they understand where we come from and, and why is it so important for us. So we're also sharing our mistakes with them mm -hmm. in a very open and transparent way because it's important that these, these people understand, you know, mm -hmm. where we come from and why we do things uh, like we do them. Right, yeah. and then they get all the documents, and then they have time to go through it, and then they can decide either they they would like to be part of the tender or not. Mm -hmm. Some just say no, we cannot fulfill this requirement simply because we don't have enough financial background, or you know, uh, we mm -hmm. not having the right geographical location, or blah blah blah, whatever. There's many reasons why yeah. why they would um, why they would uh, deny, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And then. Um, there's others, they feel inspired and they would like to, to get on with us on our journey. And then we go into the 
into the check. So we have an IOA checklist. We, mm -hmm. We're going there, we're visiting the companies, and then we go. Uh, we spend a full day or even two days sometimes, depends on the size, mm -hmm. uh, together with the management team or any responsible people uh, in mm -hmm. this organization. Mm -hmm. We go through this checklist and then we learn, um, you know, over the day what is actually very good, uh, where is uh, like, uh, you know, parts to be improved in order that we can get started. Yeah. What is acceptable? Because of course, not everything is in green, right? Like these people start sometimes from scratch. Yeah. These companies start from scratch, but then there is an, a development plan. So, mm -hmm. so we we know the fields they they have to do something, and they mm -hmm. will do it. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be followed up. And then one day they actually they will be there, like being hundred percent compliant. Because in the beginning. There's some things which are absolutely no go for us. Uh, mm -hmm. So, like as I said, like child labor, for example, yeah. or really having a serious impact on the environment, with chemicals and so on, mm -hmm. safety. Yeah. You know, we go into these companies, we check the emergency exits, we check the mm -hmm. fire extinguisher, we check the the escape protocol, we check mm -hmm. everything what is connected to safety and security, for example. And if this is not in place like basic principles, that's mm -hmm. already a no-go, right? So, yeah. and they hear that. And then mm -hmm. we, we stand there and, and, and we're explaining to them why, right? Mm -hmm. And why is it so important? And from, mm -hmm. for very often, it's really an eye-opener. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, because they, they learn <laughs> on the way. Yeah. Secondly, because they really like, uh, they, they are impressed the way how we do things. And mm -hmm. uh, also... They can benefit from the knowledge we have, you know, this this highway contacts or this checks what we're doing. This is done by very, very experienced people coming from risk management, mm -hmm. coming from or if it's if it's about food, for example, food suppliers, right? Yeah. So these people going there, they have a background in hygiene, they have a background in nutrition, you know, they they really experts in their field of uh, uh, or, or whatever they are checking. Uh, mm -hmm. So people learn and our, our actually intention is that we find always partner with a long-term relationship because this is the mm -hmm. best. Yeah, that's yeah. a win-win. So we are we yeah, are, we are sealing a deal. Yeah, we are sealing a deal. We mm -hmm. step on the path together, mm -hmm. and then we keep on growing together. And that's okay. about, of course, developing. And you know, you're getting better every day. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's the way how it is. Uh, so far, no frustrations. Mm -hmm. Not really. So everything, everything good, but you know we didn't start operations yet either here, right? So we will, we will see once we, once we, once we open the doors, we will see if um, if the promises are kept and uh, and the commitments are actually really uh, done in a serious way, mm -hmm. and we can rely on our business partners, which we hope. Uh, yeah. We have, we have, we have, you know, we we are meeting on, on. On eye level, so it is like a partnership. It's not like we dictating them what they have to do, right? No. That that's that's not the way. It's like helping them to live up to the highway and to the to our code of conduct, mm -hmm. because we want to work with them. We believe in the in their potential, mm -hmm. and, and they honor it and they show respect and they really you know follow the agreed uh, the agreed direction. And that's the that's way really, how we that's really want cool. to see it. It's like you're. Instead of, yeah, as you said, you're not dictating them, you're helping them improve. 
And then sure. at the same time, you're also setting a stance that we you don't want to do any child labor or any corruption or any anything like that. So you set a stance, yeah, exactly. then you kind of, because IKEA is a big player in the market, then you also kind of change the market maybe gradually until maybe a bigger percentage of the industry is is complying with all these um all these uh, regulations like child labor and all that kind of stuff. So that's really, that's inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it's also because it's, uh, it's like we have to understand that, also our partners have to understand that we have to protect our brands, right? Yeah, of course. You know, it's uh, you know, being uh, in, in almost 50 countries all over the world, yeah. um, almost 500 stores. We are meeting roughly uh, both offline and online, uh, we have around five, uh, let's say four, four billion interactions, individual interactions a year. Yeah. Four, four billion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is at least one one billion individuals which are visiting us uh, either online or offline, mm -hmm. and anything they see, anything they hear has an mm -hmm. impact on our brand, right? Yeah, very Definitely. little things can shake uh, can shake a stone avalanche, you know. Yeah. So that's um, that's also something why we have to do it just to protect yeah. our brand. Yeah. And also because I I believe that consumers are becoming more and more uh, sensitive to uh, sustainability. They they want to make sure that the products that they buy are sustainably um, produced. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 you know you you're gonna see that we we will also talk about it that the whole value chain of uh, our products right mm -hmm. the way how they are designed actually mm -hmm. from the very beginning is uh, is that they should be repurposed uh, mm -hmm. they should be uh, it should be possible to repair them to reuse them uh, mm -hmm. resell them you know and, and also at the end recycle them. Mm -hmm. So it's about generating as little waste as possible, and yeah. it's a, it's a it's the circular circular design principles, right? So and we want to go for 100% circular design mm -hmm. one day. All the IKEA products should should you know fall into these um, circular design principles, uh, mm -hmm. and then people will recognize that. You know, it's easy. I mean, you go here, you go to what is it like? You go to Divisoria, right? Mm -hmm. It's market. Uh, you you find a lot of cheap things there, like mm -hmm. super cheap, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's really, it's really cheap, but the quality is also crap. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, yeah. it's like this. You know, there is no sustainability. See, people don't even know where it comes from, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what is in it? If it's plastic and so on, does it contain any toxics or not? You know, people don't care, right? Because mm -hmm. they are not again. Awareness is very low. Yeah. Awareness is very low, and that goes for for fashion, that goes for consumables, that goes for food, that goes for anything. Mm -hmm. People are not actually concerned because they don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. they don't know. They are not aware. Uh, what does it mean to live a more sustainable life at home? Mm -hmm. Because nobody is talking about it. Uh, that's going to be changed because we talk about it. Yeah. We talk about it like what can we do in order to help our customers to live a more sustainable life at home. 
Mm-hmm. So, and it's not only us, it's also our friends from H&M, right? They're doing the same things. Mm-hmm. They're also having their initiatives when it comes to better cotton, for example, and, uh, and recycled materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, other companies having really uh, the CSR very high on their agenda. And most of them coming from Europe, because of course we have a history in this and we are advanced. Yeah. And now it's about to to share and to inspire, right? Uh, without patronizing, because patronizing is not the right way. Yeah? No. Showing showing benefits and uh, just showing what you do and why you do it. That's going to help. Mm-hmm. I think in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. Long run. I definitely believe that. Um, so you mentioned that uh, that for example, H and M is uh, is trying to sustainably source uh, their cotton. Um, does IKEA do that? Do that as well? Yes, yes. All mm-hmm. our products are made of 100% uh, better cotton. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fantastic story. I think it's even also a part of the sustainability report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, most of our textiles coming from India, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because this is where the cotton comes from, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it started already 12 years ago. Uh, the way how we changed uh, the whole farming of cotton there yeah. has changed the life of 125,000 farmers completely. Mm. So the, these farms are now producing cotton uh, by using much less water as it has been before. I think mm-hmm. they're only using 10% of the water. Uh, mm-hmm. They are not using any pesticides anymore, which mm-hmm. means you know this has a big impact on the health of the mm-hmm. workers on the farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so on and so on. So better cotton is uh, is in all of our products uh, where we're using cotton, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's good. And and how about um, sourcing of uh, wood? Yeah, we have. Um, this is a huge <laughs> huge part uh, of our business is actually forestry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have. Uh, have our own department. They are doing nothing else but uh, sourcing uh, wood, and uh, we are using uh, only certified wood in our mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. This this uh, forest stewardship council, I think, this is the yeah. name of this institute, and then only uh, only wood which is actually certified by this uh, institution um, is used in IKEA uh, uh, for for IKEA products, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons we talked about it, like why we cannot, for example, uh, source anything in the Philippines. First of all, anyway, there's logging here is uh, prohibited. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, there would be even there would be even no uh, certification. There is no sustainability efforts in growing the natural resources in the Philippines yet. Yeah. So that's, there is no nothing. That doesn't exist. Yeah. So maybe those are one of the yeah. the things that should be pushed by the by the government a little bit more uh, for. Um... I don't know. You know, it's like when I, I was just seeing recently a documentation about the the rainforest in the Philippines, mm-hmm. which was destroyed by ninety percent yeah. the last hundred years, right? That's so, so it's only ten percent remained, right? So mm-hmm. I, I don't think I, I don't think there is a, yeah, like a way in the foreseeable future to have sustainable logging um, and wood here in the Philippines. 
Yeah. I mean, anything which is produced here nowadays, uh, the whole furniture industry, they're mm. importing wood, right? They import yeah. wood from, from other countries to a big extent. And then they would export the furniture to the world, uh, most of them, especially around Cebu. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also other materials which, which you know, where I see potential. For example, is bamboo. Mm -hmm. Bamboo is not bamboo is not wood. Bamboo is grass. Mm -hmm. Bamboo is a fantastic material. Uh, mm -hmm. We are using bamboo in many of our products. Mm -hmm. uh, currently, uh, majority of our bamboo production is in Vietnam mm -hmm. because they they changed the direction years ago. And they are doing sustainable uh, bamboo farming, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it's growing super fast. So it's really a, a fantastic, <laughs> uh, very, very sturdy and, and hard yeah. and same time flexible material. That's a good and that's, that, could be, that could be something the Philippines could try. I know there is some ambitions. I know there's plans. I know I've been talking to people mm -hmm. who, are, who stepped into this field already. They would like to to go into the competition with Vietnam, right, mm -hmm. uh, as a producer of bamboo, not only for IKEA, but in general, right? So, yeah. uh, but then, you know, then you then you need to compete. Then you need to go there, you need to see what they do mm -hmm. in Vietnam, uh, why, they, why they are chosen to be uh, the number one supplier in bamboo by so many companies. Yeah. We have 170,000 people in Vietnam just working for IKEA. Wow, that's a lot of jobs. In the, in the industry, without even having a retailer there. We are not selling anything in Vietnam. We're just mm -hmm. uh, producing and then exporting. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of workplaces. And, you know, uh, and that has not been there like 15 years ago. No. It has developed because there was a clear commitment, mm -hmm. apparently, by the government, by the industry uh, stakeholders to mm -hmm. change yeah. and to do things differently, right? And yeah, that's that's the way. That's the way. Mm -hmm. And then I can imagine that the that the people that you uh, have there uh, to produce bamboo, they also work under, of course, the the decent uh, like with the labor standards and. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Code so of contact. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's uh, so that's perfect. Um, so uh, so apart from wood, do you also use like recycled materials uh, in your products? Uh, do you have? We like do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, phew, what should I get? We have many uh, products mm -hmm. made out of uh, recycled material, but uh, mm -hmm. the biggest, the, the recent stories, two stories I have here for you because there is many, but I would like to pick uh, two. One is actually a product uh, which is basically a new raw material for us. And mm -hmm. um, this new raw material comes from the rice fields in India. Okay. And uh, that, you know, you, you maybe you know, the, in India they have a huge problem with pollution every year. Uh -huh, yeah. uh, air pollution is toxic there uh, yeah. because they, they burn the rice fields. Oh. Right? And, Burning the rice fields is like a, like a fertilizer for the soil, as I understand. Yeah. I'm not an agricultural specialist, but this is how I understand it. Yeah. So IKEA now went in there and, uh, you know, just like tried to find a way to contribute to the environment mm -hmm. uh, and what can be done. And then some really smart person uh, of our organization, they 
they, they, they discovered there is an, a potential with these kind of uh, leftovers after the rice is harvested. Mm -hmm. There is still some leftovers on the fields. Mm -hmm. And now they are using these leftovers to um, produce a sort of a fiber made mm -hmm. out of this rice um, plant. Uh -huh. and, then, uh, and then out of this fiber, we are producing products. It's That's like amazing. a natural fiber, right? And yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's used and then there's, uh, there's uh, home furnishing accessories, there's baskets, mm -hmm. there's beautiful decorative items, okay. basically really uh, produced out of waste. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's even it's not even recycled because it has never been a product before. But it is yeah. uh, it is it's it's made out of waste, uh -huh. and um, and that's that's fantastic, right? Because now what happens is that uh, these farmers they don't need to burn their fields anymore. No. So the the air pollution is gone. Uh, oh. People living in this area not being forced to breathe this heavy black smoky air right yeah uh, wearing masks or whatever so they can live a completely different life and we found a new raw material which is waste mm -hmm. uh, we are turning this into a beautiful product and we can sell <laughs> it for very low price right yeah because it's waste <laughs> so and then of course we we give the, we give this low price we we forward this low price to our customers you know this mm -hmm. is also a way how we how we keep our prices low is that we are constantly looking for new and sustainable raw material. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's one. And the other example is that we have we have a kitchen door, um, which is made out of uh, of ocean plastic recycled. Mm -hmm. So that that's just one one element. So the the there's initiatives. You know how we can utilize the trash which is actually floating around in our seas right yeah and we know it's it's huge and yeah. it's uh, you see you see it here everywhere wherever you go to a beach uh, on the islands here in the philippines unfortunately yeah. uh, pet bottles plastic bottles uh, sachets you know, yeah a has big a big impact uh, on on the environment and also on the on the fish Mm -hmm. Fish world. Yeah, there's already more, uh, soon more plastic in the sea than fish, right? Yeah. Uh, in metric tons. Yeah. That's it's, crazy. It so th this is another example. And then we we also having products made out of old um, plastic uh, Coke bath bottles. Uh, we also having products from made from recycled wood, recycled uh, glass. Mm -hmm. So uh, many many things we we are using um, nowadays. Yeah, uh, so really it's cool. also also something you, you you can read more about in this sustainability <laughs> report. Yeah, we also have a, a product which I really like. Uh, it's <laughs> fantastic, especially for for a city like Metro Manila. <laughs> What's and that? It's pretty new. It's pretty new. It's actually it's a it's a curtain. <laughs> it's a curtain filtering your air. Oh, so it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's like an air pollution filter curtain. So you just put it in front of your window, mm -hmm. and this curtain is actually purifying the air you breathe. Whoa! <laughs> how how does how does it work? Like how? Uh, don't ask me the technical uh, <laughs> specifications, but it's, it's how it works. So it's tested and. Uh, <laughs> It, it really helps to to keep uh, you know the, to clean the air in people's homes. 
Yeah. So and that, that's that will be fantastic. We have we have we have uh, we have nozzles like you know taps water taps mm-hmm. uh, cons- consuming yeah mainly ninety percent less water wow. than others. So yeah. you have still the same feeling. You can still take a nice shower. You can still wash your dishes, but you are consuming ninety percent less water. Mm. We and have, that's, uh, that's really important. We, we are only selling LED range in our store. We are not having anything else but LED because yeah. of uh, this is the latest technology uh, and super much uh, energy saving. Right, saves yeah. a lot of energy and saves a lot of money because energy in the Philippines is very expensive. I can tell you, yeah. comparing to to Europe even, right? And I don't know why is it so high. Must be a reason behind, but it is the fact. I, I pay bills myself, so I see it. Yeah. Uh, I changed. I changed the the, the bulbs in my entire um, uh, house to LED mm-hmm. uh, bulbs because mm-hmm. it helps me to save, uh, reduce energy. And I did uh, different other measurements. When I came here, mm-hmm. believe it or not, my highest bill was twenty-six thousand pesos. <laughs> A, ma- a month. Wow. And I was like, what the heck? This is too much. Uh, I have to... yeah. So, and we are now down to 5,000 because I, I did different things. I, I made changes here, right? I changed mm-hmm. different, uh, different uh, electronic equipment and so on. So it helped me to save 20,000 pesos a month. That's crazy. Bit, uh, yeah, and then in other households, it might be maybe only 100 pesos a month they, they save. Yeah, but they save money, and then it also helps to you know to 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 protect the environment. I last year we had this water crisis here in Metro Manila. Like all of a sudden, oh, yeah. there was I'm many people who didn't have access to water. There was no access to water, right? Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. no access <laughs> to water, and then like just... yeah, but you know everybody is complaining about like ah we don't have water, but nobody thinks about their own water consumption in a conscious way no, no. you know i'm walking my village here like last year i remember you know mm-hmm. like there's this water crisis and people still wash the cars yeah with the water right? yeah. you see these things it's a no-go so <laughs> but at least you know we in ikea we have a solution we can sell this um this this noseless so people save just by using it they already save money and they save uh, save resources and that's mm-hmm. the way that's the way how people should live a more sustainable life at home all of us actually yeah, yeah. um can you tell me a little bit about um ikea's uh, collaboration with the uh, social entrepreneurs yeah mm-hmm. i can um i can at least tell you what we are doing here in the philippines right um it is a yeah being a good neighbor and partner is one of our um main objectives i would say wherever mm-hmm. we are and um, and that can you know happen on on, on many different levels mm-hmm. here in the philippines we were looking for you know um, um ngo or uh, um company or institution mm-hmm. we could we could cooperate with in order to help them to uh, to sustain uh, 
uh, in one moment, right? Without yeah. help from outside. And mm -hmm. then we were getting in touch with many different uh, people. Mm -hmm. And then here it's uh, it's a cooperation with um, with uh, Rex to Riches. Uh -huh. I don't know if you, if you know her. She she's no. an NGO. She's a designer, and mm -hmm. uh, she's basically what she did. She was designing bags and belts, so more like fashion. Uh -huh. uh, and then uh, her, it's mainly ladies, but also some men, and they all come from from the poor areas like Tondo and so on, like from mm -hmm. the from from this um, very poor environment, and they. Mm -hmm. They sue for her, right? So they, they have a designer, and then this, this, these ladies, this, um, this uh, the ladies, they sit in a room. Some, some of them sit at home, mm -hmm. and then they would uh, sue. So um, to, to make an income, because uh, some of them have eight, nine, ten children, right? And yeah, uh, right. hardly they can afford to send them to school, and yeah. so you know. If they say, yeah, uh, now finally I can send two of my children to school, this is already a big success because okay. this is the moment when life will change, right? Uh, yeah. Once pe the kids can go to school, yeah. the life will look completely different. Of yeah, course. They can so we, we, we met them, we, we have been visiting them in Quezon City, so where mm -hmm. they are, and we were really impressed uh, by the way she developed this business mm -hmm. the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, put a lot of efforts in it uh, herself, and she's a super, super energetic uh, person uh, herself, and has a big heart, you know, and is yeah. really like a fantastic, fantastic <laughs> lady. So we decided to do something together, and this is what we did. So the ladies uh, from Rex to Riches, mm -hmm. they will be uh, they will be offering the sewing service for the IKEA store in the future. Oh. So you know we are selling we are selling curtains we are selling fabric for example mm -hmm. uh, and and people will have an opportunity you know to to buy fabric in IKEA and then mm -hmm. these ladies they can make whatever customers want out of these fabrics whether it's curtains or bed linen or cushion covers or whatever and by doing so you know they, these these ladies will have a very regular income. Yeah, uh, and it's not it's not on it's not uh, actually it's not on us. So this is purely their business. Mm -hmm. We we will give them a room. We are helping them with equipment, uh, investing some money mm -hmm. into their trainings, educations. Uh, so really helping them to get started on a on a bigger scale because mm -hmm. it's of course a lot of work to be expected. Yeah. And so yeah, they will be there. The, our customers will meet them. We will of course talk about this story, telling them this is artisans, and they actually they are very talented in the way how they sew and stitch, yeah. and uh, and you know they will offer their service to our customers. Yeah. So this is uh, this is the this is the thing which is like really like uh, already for the for the for the operations right yeah what we did already in the meantime was kind of we did some donations we helped uh, we helped the uh, uh, vice president uh, with the Marabi project we were donating products which mm -hmm. were shipped uh, down to Marabi uh, mm -hmm. like you know like things of everyday use like plates cutlery bed linen 
mattresses, some some furniture, basic furniture, chairs, tables. Yeah. So you know, after that, this uh, this whole city got destroyed, and people lost basically everything. Yeah. Uh, we have furnished a school down there uh, mm -hmm. together with uh, with uh, Save the Children, uh, IKEA. Uh, IKEA Foundation together with Save the Children, they, mm -hmm. they have furnished a school down there so to get started again. We have uh, now in this crisis, uh, we have uh, again with Vice President Robredo, we did a project with the hospitals here. Mm -hmm. We were donating some IKEA shelters for the nurses. So oh, yeah. in six, six, six hospitals in Metro Manila, they were equipped with uh, basic shelters. Mm -hmm. Where the nurses could, you know, really take a rest yeah. uh, and didn't have to commute and didn't have to go home. Mm. Uh, and yeah, now we, we we opened one. In, I think it was in June. It was uh, it was really great story. They're still there. So in in, in Quezon uh, is the biggest one. Uh, very nicely done. And together with many other companies, we we were just the ones who donated the shelter. Mm -hmm. Basically, they, those shelters were um, they were developed uh, already 15 years ago mm. in order to help the UNHCR uh, in the refugee crisis. Right? Mm -hmm. They are used in normally they are used in deserts or in refugee camps all over the world. Yeah, because they are flat they are flat packed like uh, IKEA furniture. It's quite fun to assemble them. You don't need any tools. You just mm -hmm. open the box. You need four men, and in four hours you have a shelter for twelve people. Yeah. So it's um, it's easy. Quite, to uh, quite easy. It has also solar panels, so you have even electricity inside. So mm -hmm. you have, uh, yeah, it is it's nice. So this is what we what, what we did, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Since we are here, That's a little cool. bit of donating. Normally, you know, donations are not really sustainable right because they mm -hmm. are usually quite short lasting yeah. and a quick help of course but not really sustainable help so mm -hmm. uh, get going into cooperations with a, a partnership with an NGO this is this is more sustainable because this is really about helping people you know to stand on their on their feet one day without any help right so, uh, really sustaining it's the the same saying with the you can uh, you can give a man a fish and he will have fish for one day but if you if you teach him how to fish then he will have fish like uh forever exactly. so that's yes. uh, i like that uh, long term uh, long term thinking yes. yeah. Um, yeah yeah um so which which stakeholders do you consider for your sustainability strategy Everybody, actually, everybody, everybody who is interacting on everybody we are interacting with is, is a stakeholder, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's our co-worker, our own customers, our visitors, mm -hmm. uh, our neighbors, of course, you know, mm -hmm. we like also once we open our doors, we will go even further to see what is in the immediate neighborhood, you know, what we could do. Very often we are cooperating with schools, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we are inviting schools to come to us. They get a tour through the store. They get a sustainability tour. Mm -hmm. So we are actually, we are actually then taking, taking the lead, teaching the kids, you know, what we do for the environment and mm -hmm. the way how we segregate waste, the way how we how we, uh, you know, taking care of the of the resources we have and uh, 
and the food, the production. So they learn the whole story about how the store is operated in a sustainable way. All the authorities, of course, we are meeting. Yeah. So because just by explaining to them the way how we do our business mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, telling them about our highway and our sustainability agenda, mm -hmm. that already has encouraged many companies and governmental bodies to invite us to meetings. You know, we had uh, we have been part of uh, of different events uh, mm -hmm. organized by Ayala, for example, mm. when it comes to sustainability, right? Uh, I think we had already two events, three events. We had events with uh, NordJam, we had events with uh, you, with ECCB, mm -hmm. where we're really talking about sustainability. So, yeah, stakeholder, everybody is a stakeholder, I would say, you know, because... Uh, uh, that would be the, yeah, uh, like that. nothing, there's nobody comes in my mind who would not be a stakeholder. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And also specifically because the, the consequences from not being sustainable or the consequences of climate change, well, they will hit everyone, like the, the poor countries, the rich countries, everyone will be hit at some point, so... So what what IKEA does will in some way affect everyone, I guess, in the world. And it's really good that they are um, very strong on their sustainability strategy. Has to, because if we are not doing it, we don't take care of our planet, there is no future mm -hmm. for none of us, neither yeah. the people and in the industry, right? So, so our, our business is based on a healthy environment, so people have the meaning and uh, and you know the right uh, motivation to shop right mm -hmm. i mean yeah. you know the, this is like we are not an ngo we are a retailer mm -hmm. so we we leave from selling this is our business yeah but if there is nobody to sell or mm -hmm. there is no there's no raw material to produce mm -hmm. then our whole business model would be destroyed right yeah, that's why that's why sustainability is so important for our business, of course. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to uh, other companies in the Philippines who are who want to work more actively with sustainability? Well, think about the way how you do things today and try to make it better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> um, so how does um how does working for a sustainable company like IKEA how does it make you feel about working? Oh, proud of course, proud and also feeling responsible for it. You know, um, I mean, especially in, in my situation, <laughs> I have been the first coworker here in this country. You know, and then. This is a topic and a subject I constantly talk about with the people joining us. I, I see myself uh, also as an ambassador for our culture mm -hmm. and our values, the corporate values, the corporate culture and sustainability is, a, is, is definitely an important part of it. And so for me, I feel responsible to mm -hmm. spread the message, to inspire people. Mm -hmm. to clarify with people, to bring them on board and, uh, you know, give them a feeling of togetherness mm -hmm. and that we can we can change things together. Um, mm -hmm. 
and it, it makes me just proud if I see these changes happening, right? Uh, and it, it feels it makes me feel proud to see all the activities going on globally. What IKEA is doing, it's uh, it's it's amazing, and um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's so in, so much inspiring me also still after so many years. Right? <laughs> like almost every other day, there's something new coming, and I'm I'm getting so often excited. And, um, and then I, I copy and I paste, right? This is what we also do. Yeah. Since we're having a global network, you know, we, we, are, we, are, yeah, we are benefiting from this and then we take it. It's mm -hmm. not even needed to reinvent the wheel over and over again. You just take what exists already. You mm -hmm. copy and uh, you steal with fright, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, this is what we do. Yeah, uh, it makes me feel really good. That's I can, I can definitely understand, and also what you said that, I mean you were you were the first here in Philippines for IKEA, and now you're being invited to all the meetings on sustainability with with uh, different companies and different committees. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it must be a really good feeling. Um, yeah, it, it, you know that like we we have this um, I mean, our Swedish ambassador Harald Fries mm -hmm. the. He's, he's a big fan of IKEA. Obviously, <laughs> he's Swedish, right? So yeah. he knows. But he also understands, I think, you know, that we we also we are part of uh, telling a story mm -hmm. about Sweden, right? Yeah. Like it makes him really proud, I think, you know, to see how the Swedish companies in this in this country act. Mm -hmm. on behalf of Sweden also, like, you know, representing a culture and representing a, a vision, mm -hmm. representing a, a human, a humanistic approach to the yeah. things and, and an environmental friendly approach and sustainable, mm -hmm. sustainable approach. Yeah. So that's why he's always also inviting us, uh, mainly me and then our friends from H&M. And then sometimes we go to events we've been down to Cebu for example there was a fashion week mm -hmm. and you know I'm not selling fashion but uh, it was more like he said you know please come and tell people you know about the sustainability mm -hmm. agenda of IKEA and how you see things and, and why is it like this and how is it connected to the Swedish roots because this is it this this is definitely true right I mean there is a very tight connection to the to the culture of um, and the traditions of, of Sweden, Swedish people, mm -hmm. the way how they are educated, their law, their culture, you know, they have a, a really mature and very nice approach how to treat the environment. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the world can just learn from them. And then we are, we are a messenger, right? Yeah, we are a messenger. We are proud of this. We are representing a, a fantastic country. Mm -hmm. uh, our ideas, our products, our design is Swedish. is is designed in Sweden, mm -hmm. and anything we do is having a very very strong connection to the to the Swedish uh, culture. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that makes him also feel good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a win win. Yeah, it's like you're telling a story about Sweden and the Swedish values. And then at the same time, yes. as you said before, the consumers in the Philippines, they might not be aware of sustainability as much. But then by mm. telling the story with the Swedish values, you create awareness. And I think that's yes. uh, 
that's that's cool it's it's more than just selling it's it's on another level as well do you have a specific uh, sustainable development goal that you care a lot about i would say stop poverty is <laughs> <laughs> definitely my my personal favorite right mm -hmm. this is this is uh, again connected you know to people if people have the ability to get educated mm -hmm. have a possibility to visit the school mm -hmm. they start into life in a completely different way right yeah and then i also believe very strong once poverty is gone many many of our programs will be gone too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely as you uh for example as you said in in india where they were burning the rice for um to get fertilizer out of it if they if they had if they weren't poor then maybe they could get you know fertilizer somehow else so they wouldn't have to yeah. there so i definitely or they learn or they learn how to grow the rice without fertilizers even mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know in an, in an organic way because it's also possible right Definitely. Like just yeah. uh just needs to be teached and, uh, and and educated, mm -hmm. you know. So you you can buy organic rice today, and organic rice uh, doesn't have any fertilizers. Basically, yeah, they have, but uh, natural fertilizers like bugs or worms or I don't know, like whatever is in the soil, right? Mm -hmm. Without burning. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, sure, sure. This is like, but it goes because you know it is. Um, yeah, poverty is. Poverty has to be, poverty has to go. People also, people who are not educated and can maybe not even read, mm -hmm. they have to believe everything they hear. Yeah. They have to be, they have to follow things they don't even understand. Yeah. And they are so easy to manipulate, right? Sadly. And, yeah. and they are manipulated and they are manipulated in many ways. Mm -hmm. and, and you you know what I'm talking about. I don't even need to mention it. So, yeah. and that can that goes that goes along with poverty. You know, if if people are educated, people can read, people can make you know create their own opinion about mm -hmm. something. They do not have to follow blindly anything which is uh, which is told to them, right? Yeah, exactly. I I do. And that changes. And that change that changes the society. But you know, there's of course it is going to be a big, 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 long, long journey because it's about power, it's mm -hmm. about might, mm -hmm. you know. And there's there's uh, there's a huge part of the population who is not interested that people are not poor any longer, yeah, because they benefit from poverty. Right? Sadly, yes, sadly, yeah.